This is Oh No Not Them. Here are your hosts, Eric Stroll and Bill Solt. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. In fact, guess what I just did? What? What did you just tell me to do? I tell you to do a lot of things. You don't listen. Well, you most of your ideas are bad. Oh. No, most of my ideas are money makers. I just hold on. I gotta take my glasses off. I can't see. Most of my ideas. Wait, are- wait, wait, wait! Stop. Last week it was. Oh, I can't see without my glasses. Now you gotta take your glasses off because you can't see. Therefore, driving only. So if I want to see Barry Bonds and all that on the wall behind you, that's not Barry Bonds. Whoever it is, I can't read the small text. Okay. It's Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Mark, Mark McGuire, what the guy from Saved by the Bell? Huh? <laughs> Uh, my brain hurts. I'm having a great day today. This was a wonderful Monday. That's good. That's good. So before we dig into the new Alexi Sale Memorial bucket. Hey, he's not dead. Okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we, we dig into the Alexi Sale bucket and pick a topic, there's something I want to touch on. Uh, it was a pretty big weekend in sports, as you may know. We uh, had the conference championships in the NFL. Yeah, that was shit. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank no, you. No, not the fact that they... First off, not the fact that they were shit. First off, it's four teams I could give a shit about being in the Super Bowl. Well, Jesse's been a life... Jesse's a lifelong Packers fan, so... All right. I right. had, a, I you, had you a vested could, you interest You could be in sad it. for him. Yes. I mean, I felt bad for the Bills only because, you know, I remember how many times Dallas whooped their asses. In the Super Bowl, and they deserved a shot without Dallas being able to whoop their ass. Well, Dallas couldn't whoop anybody right now. Yeah, but that's Dallas can't whip cream. That's easy, easy. Now, we're not here to talk about Dallas. And, you know, Missy's originally from Syracuse, so, like, she grew up a Bills fan. Yeah, but they're from Buffalo, not Syracuse. So, Which is closer. So, yeah, but, you know, people should be more of a fans of, you know, where they're from. Says a guy who's a Cowboys <laughs> fan to uh, a guy uh, who's a Raiders Ra- fan. Yeah. yeah, but you have a lot of Vegas in you, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. I've got the soul Black of... Black and hookers. I mean... <laughs> I've got the soul of a riverboat gambler. Yeah. And, and I did deal cards at a casino for a well, time. I thought that was going somewhere else. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to kind of keep it PG. What? Since when? No, no, we're not. No, we're not. Who am I kidding? But anyway, um, so Super Bowl, 50, was it 55 we're on? L something. L- L- LV, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that'd be 55. Uh, <laughs> the look, the look. We need video. Um, Soon coming. But uh, we've got Tom Brady quarterbacking the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. to Tampa, you know, Tom Brady in his 10th Super Bowl. Yep. Six-time Super Bowl champion. The guy, yeah. I, 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 I hate Tom Brady. I hate him with a white-hot passion. It all goes back to the tuck rule game. Yes, I hold a grudge. And that was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't argue with it. You can't argue with success against Patrick Mahomes, who's the who's going to be the, the face of the NFL for the foreseeable future. Uh, like I said, I just, they had a, you know, the Chiefs had a Super Bowl last year. They're getting greedy now. No, I mean, they're just good. I mean, you know. And I, as a Raiders fan, I, I can't stand the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are good. And 
the 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 part that pissed me off about the NFC title game. I don't know if you watched any of it. I watched I watched some of both of them. They left a lot of sh- uh, the, the referees left them play. They left a lot of shit go. There was a lot of stuff that could have been called pass interference, wasn't called pass interference. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of missed calls, but the one time they decide to call pass interference, it just so happens Brady's driving up five with under two minutes to go. Okay. The conspiracy theorist in me <laughs> says somebody was bought and paid for. I don't know. I, I Like I said, I, I don't. There, there are times where I think they just, I think the refs are phoning in. I will say this, though. There was more fights during that game than there was on the hockey game I watched later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hockey seemed freaking calm and passive. Yeah, the one time the NFL. The one time I went to a fights and a hockey game broke out. It was the weirdest thing I yeah. ever saw. <laughs> you know, they're they're playing nice. It's like, you know, and the but man, so many fights kept and there was like what? Oh, we have three three penalties against one team, one penalty against another. They offset. That bullshit they offset. Wait a minute. That don't seem right. Three to one? Yeah. It's like so you can have an all out brawl breakup. As long as both teams are involved, hey, nothing happened. That's right. We'll just wash it. <laughs> just wash it. It's some Vince McMahon booking right I'll be, there. I'll be honest. I mean, between um, the two teams that are in the Super Bowl, uh, between Bruno Mars doing the halftime show, hey, it's, it's he has, not, his, he it's has not, his fans. It's not Bruno Mars. I thought year. it was Bruno Mars. No, it's the weekend. Whoever they are either, I don't give a shit. I mean, I, you know. Whoever, no, no, the weekend is one dude. How is the... Okay, I'm serious. Yeah, but he also doesn't use an N, so he's like the weekend. Yeah. So anyway, but and and between the commercials that are probably going to lack any decent production because you know you couldn't just get together and make a funny commercial, it's probably going to be just a shit show. I don't care about. Oh, I'm right there with you. I may not even watch. You know, I'm just going to wait till the like an hour after the Super Bowl and watch all the new commercials. You know, and be done with it. Last year was. Last year was awful, too. I saw more local commercials than I did, you know, than anything like national that was like, oh, that's a good one. And the and what the what the NFL is charging for ad rates is mm-hmm. ridiculous. You think uh, last the last figure I saw was over three million dollars for a 30 second spot. Yeah, that's I mean, it's it's craziness now. And it's like there's nothing worth watching. I mean, my cousin Kelly. I thought now my cousin Kelly grew up a Patriots fan. Okay. In New England. They moved to Florida. Fuck if Brady don't come to Florida. I mean, come on. What the hell? So yeah. I think he's stalking my cousin Kelly. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> I did... You know the uh, the Bernie Sanders meme that's going around with Bernie Sanders? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen them. It's funny. I'm not even really online anymore, and I've still seen them. That's awesome. Well, somebody took, uh, somebody took that meme and put Bill Belichick's head on it. <laughs> And said Brady was, uh, when you find out Brady was the system, because oh. everybody's accused him of being a system quarterback. Did you get an alert? I got something. No, I mean on the computer. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't supposed to talk about that on the air. Well, what happens in Vegas? Yeah. No, what What happens? What happens in the 462? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see you got a bag in front of you. Yes, I do. I, uh, I recently... Uh, decided to take a a, a, a a plunge, and I got uh, this thing called a munch pack. 
where they send you snacks from all over the world. Go figure. The fat guy's getting subscription snacks. Did you just call me fat? Yeah. All right. Just, just making sure. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not. They're from all over the world, technically. I mean, they come from a warehouse in Scottsdale, Arizona. I mean, it's a brilliant business. I'm, I'm sorry to say. It's fun, it's fun though. But um, the one thing I got, which I, I ate most, it was a uh, ketchup-flavored Cheetos. That's interesting. Yes. They tasted like, if you want to just mimic the flavor, all you got to do is take a spoonful of ketchup, put a white cheddar cheese snack on it, knead it. Do that five times. Eventually, all you're tasting is ketchup, and it's like so. It's like one is the limit. Really? Yeah. And they they were and it was funny because my daughter loves ketchup. Uh huh. She likes ketchup potato chips when she can get them. So she tries them and she's like, "Oh, one. Oh, this is good." Then after three, she's like, "Okay, this is too much ketchup." <laughs> when Val's saying it's too much ketchup, it's too much ketchup. Yeah. But what I have now, these are from Canada. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And there's French writing on it too. And these are wild onion and yogurt chips. Wild onion and yogurt chips. Yes. So let's Do you have a scissors? <laughs> oh, shit, I can't open the bag. Dear God. See, no, go ahead. Go ahead, tough guy. Canada makes things a little bit tougher. You admit it, that huh? Yeah? I haven't even started yet. No, you have. You come on. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, now get a knife. Show off. As you were saying? <laughs> okay. So let's see. Wild onion. Oh, these aren't too. Oh, see, it's not coated in yogurt. Okay. Yeah. So it, I'm assuming it's just like a powdered yogurt flavor? As I sample the chip? Yeah. It's not bad. It's like sour cream and onion without the sour cream. I would eat more of these. Those are good. I was not expecting that. Hmm. I don't know if I got one that wasn't coated real well, but it's kind of bland. No, it is bland. You can barely taste the onion. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. But well, it's a Canadian onion. They're wild onions, man. You know, they, they've been they've been on they've been on the street. <laughs> oh God, that's good. They're, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, They're mo- not bad. Most of the stuff I got from the pack was was pretty decent. The Cheetos were a bit off. Uh-huh. Um, I got some lemon. I'm not sorry. No, um, butter. Wait. Almost got it. I had the right color and then the right letter. Banana. Banana candy from from Japan. Okay. And, um, yeah, it tasted all the same about banana candy is. Yeah. I don't like banana candy. It's that artificial banana yeah. flavor. But, I mean, I paid for it, so I was eating them, like, grudgingly. Yeah. Yeah, go, yeah, okay, you're eating snacks grudgingly. <laughs> I don't like banana. But you're eating snacks grudgingly. Okay. Well, they sent them to me. So Tell get, that to what? someone who doesn't know you. Once a month, once a month, they're going to send me like 10 snacks from all over the world and a little and a little info thing about where they what they are. Well, why don't you pick the most interesting one and we'll try them. That's what I, well, oh, I, I, well that's the thing. I just got it on Saturday. Like, this is all I have left. Yeah, well, you fat prick. Well, I'm not going to save all of them for you. No, just the most interesting one, you I don't adult. know it's interesting until I eat it. If it's interesting, I'm going to eat the whole thing. If it looks interesting, you say, ooh, let's save that for the air. I wish I would have saved the ketchup ones for you. I really do. Yeah, well, now now you know. Knowing is half the battle, G.I. Oh, Schmo. Oh, you beat me. I was taking a drink, you bastard. What's in the What's in the tumbler? Uh, iced tea. Zimmy's? No, no, I, I don't. Uh, this is... um. Um, 
Real real tea, real brew. It's the sugar-free one. Oh, okay. Yeah. As as per usual, I've got my Gore's diet. Yeah, I can't drink diet tea. I mean, it's like, why bother? Delicious. All right, so we got the bucket up why there. Why are you pointing? Nobody can see you but me. I'm practicing for when we have video. With a flourish. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So let's uh, bring the bucket down here and we'll pick a topic. I know what they all are, so... Because I'm the only one that prepared for this to put topics in. Wait, bullshit. I, all right, I shouldn't... He he has a paper full of topics, and... Oh, I he ripped them, getting them in. Like, God forbid a scissors is in his... Well, if you've seen his hair, he doesn't know what a scissors is. Hey, stop it. <laughs> all right, so this is completely off the cuff. No preparation <laughs> whatsoever. The topic is early grunge. It, what? Yes. Early grunge. Okay. Of course, I've got to pick a topic on a, a music topic yeah. on a genre of music I despise. Well, that's good. No, you see, you don't despise it. Yes, I do. This is what we, but we can discuss this. We can discuss this because we were there. We were there when grunge started. Right. We can remember. I mean, nowadays, I mean, if somebody is like 20 years old, tw even 25, or like, I don't have a calculator, but how far back it went. There are people that like it. Grunge was just there, yeah. You know, but we can remember pre-grunge. Well, the start of grunge was around ninety-one, ninety-two, yeah. and we can remember when wearing grunge clothing before grunge was. You were poor. You were a tacker. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that was the, what you dressed in normally, and then all of a sudden, wait a minute. For for those of you yeah. who for, for for our overseas listeners, a tecker in our area is what you refer to somebody who goes to the vocational school. Yeah, they didn't go to university; they went to a trade school to to learn carpentry, welding, electronics, car repair. Yeah, you know the stuff that pays the big money, and we got made fun of. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I don't use what I went to tech for. Oh, neither do I. Well, I use the only thing I use from. I went for electronics, and with Joseph J. Tossed me off Farkas. Easy, easy. He's a nice man. He's a nice man. He's a uh, jerk off. He's a. N <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, a lot of stuff that the scientific method on how to troubleshoot. Yeah, I still use that, um, where you kind of learn, you know, where things stop. And I'm not an idiot when it comes to electronics and tech work. I mean, I, I may be way out of the field now, but I can still do it. Right. I went for welding. Mm? I've never, ever, ever since I graduated high school in 1992 used my skills as a welder on a professional level. <laughs> it's just big time soldering, really. Nah, well. Yeah, but like I said, we, we, were, we were at that era where we got to see everything in the beginning. Okay. You know. So what is your earliest memory of grunge taking over? Well, here is a strange thing. This is my... It was my deep secret when I was younger. I like Nirvana. Okay. But because I was listening to Guar and Slayer, you know, and, you know, Deicide, and all these heavy bands, I couldn't just say I liked Nirvana. Right. You, you know, it's like I had Nevermind, you know, when it came out. I enjoyed the hell out of it, but I had to pretend that I didn't like it. 
<laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I know. I yeah. I know a lot of people didn't pretend, and you know, like I said, you can speak to that, right? Or what you really thought of it. See, I like me personally. I, I, you know me. I'm. I. I grew up playing guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've played guitar my whole life. Um, I've always prided myself. I'm not. The, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm Randy Rhodes or I'm some great guitar player. I can hold my own, but what I th- like my whole thing with grunge was it made being proficient at your instrument uncool. I don't know. I mean, I thought a lot of those guys were kind of proficient. They just seemed sloppy because that was. But I really was thinking about this, and I, I wrote this topic literally on my way to work this morning because I'm listening um, uh, to the radio, and Teen Spirit comes on. Okay. And I started wondering what made this so different than everything that had come up to that point. Because it is a heavy song. You know, right? It, it's you know, but what made it that different that it just changed everything? Why marketing? And I it wasn't marketing. It was not marketing because they had a video like everybody else. They had airplay like everybody else. You know, but what made the depressing, angst-ridden? I mean, I think it was also bass heavy. I mean, they really overused the bass. You know, and it was really it smells like Teen Spirit if you listen to it. Really sounds a little bit of like there's a funk in there too. What funk? Funk yeah. you? Yeah, no, it is. You can hear it in there. The roots of it, man. What? Uh, Chris Novoselic's four note bass line? Yes, but you. Dung, but if dung, you. Dung, 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 no, dung, no, there was more to it than that. Dung, 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 there dung. was more to it than. Dung, dung. No, it was more. It was dung. There was yeah. There was more to it than that. I mean, I could hear it. I was listening. Dude, it's a straight four four. There's no funk. No, you can hear it. it. It's after the guitar part, but that's like I said. That's just right when it's just Chris and Chris Novoselic on the bass with that straight four note four four beat bass line. Right, but I mean, like I there's said, there's no what, funk there with Alice in Change and Soundgarden. I believe Soundgarden was heavier. Soundgarden was heavier. Yeah, but I mean, what? Where was the change? What what led people to just stop listening to what was out there and grunge became the thing for a few years? MTV and marketing. It wasn't MTV and marketing. Stop saying that. Yes, it was. Well, that's what it all is. But it wasn't like that was like, I mean, it wasn't force fed. Don't follow Alexi. You've, you've upset Alexi. I don't <laughs> think I've upset Alexi with this. Yeah, and that's that's why I think grunge, early grunge, you know, I, when I wrote that, I also realized that grunge lasted two years. So I don't know if there was a late grunge. Well, there were some bands from the grunge genre, so to speak, that did survive more than two years. And I'm not going to get crass and say why Nirvana didn't survive. I'm not going to do that. Um, but Alice in Chains, I love Alice in Chains. To me, they transcended grunge because they were a super talented band. Great songwriting, great musicianship. They stood the test of time. Soundgarden, great musicianship, great songwriting. And they didn't. those bands didn't sound like typical grunge. Same with Stone Temple Pilots. 
They didn't sound like typical grunge. See, I thought Stone Temple Pilots did. They're the one grunge band because I used to get them messed up with Pearl Jam. Yeah, see, Pearl Jam's another one I never got into. Yeah, I mean, but then, of course, you had bands like Seven Mary Three. Yeah. Seven Mary Three was pretty decent. So, they had one good song. They had a few. Wait. Other than Cumbersome, name one. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Bush. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I got the bands messed up. because as as you said- See, Bush was kind of like, I guess you would call it post-grunge. Almost. I thought they were right in the middle there. I don't know. Uh, I would have to look when Sixteen Stone came out. Yeah, but I mean, I I love Sixteen Stone. I love. I love great that. album. Yeah, and I like I said, I think all of that. Like I said, but that's where our perspective comes in. We were there yeah. when it began. Yeah. And when it ended. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was like the disco of the nineties. Came in, just beat the hell out of everything that was out there, and went away. Yeah. D- disco killed the arena rock kind of vibe at the time. Yeah. Nobody wanted to listen to Foreigner and Journey and all that anymore. Then all of a sudden it's like, you know. But nobody wanted to listen to Foreigner and Journey and the arena rock anymore. But now, 40 years later, <laughs> yeah. what are we still listening to? Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, you can't. In some ways, you could draw a parallel between disco and grunge. In some ways, you can. I mean, yeah. Well, the, the one parallel is there's one band. That did arena rock, disco, and grunge. Kiss. There you go. <laughs> Kiss. Unholy. That wasn't really grunge. Oh, I think Revenge was a grunge album. I really do. Nah. Yes. Listen to a song like Take It Off and tell me that's grunge. No, but the sound of it, without the lyrics. Not a song like Take It Off. Yes, not everything, but if you... Oh, no, there was one song on... on on that album that had any sort of grunge sound to it, and it's unholy. And that's the one that they marketed because it was because it had the grunge sound. Same way of uh, I was made for loving you in the um, off of whatever album that was off of. Uh, I want to say Creatures of the Night. I was thinking Unmasked, but I have no idea. I'm not. No, really, I think I think it might I'm be Creatures of, of the Night. I'm not that much of a Kiss fan. Uh, sadly, I am. I think that was Creatures <laughs> of the Night. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, see, I, I never got on the Nirvana bandwagon. Ugh. I I always, and no disrespect to the deceased, but I always thought Kurt Cobain was a mediocre guitar player at best and a decent songwriter. Mm-hmm. I'll give him I'll give him the credit. He wrote some ca- he wrote some good songs. Okay, he wrote some gr- some actually some great lyrics. Yeah, some of his lyrics are fantastic. His guitar playing was not very good. Uh, it was it was it worked for what they were doing, but here we are, thirty years after grunge, and the real talent of that band is still, you know, making music, and that's Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. Dave Which, Grohl. That's post grunge. Dave Grohl is a hell of a drummer, mm-hmm. an amazing drummer. Hell of a songwriter, excellent guitar player. I I I'm a big Dave Grohl fan. He's a genuinely right. good guy. All right. Well, I'm I, I'm not gonna like piss. I I don't care for the Foo Fighters lyrically. They they have their moments. Honestly, I swear to God, all the songs just really seem silly, and that's they don't. 
they don't seem serious. I don't know. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know how to put it. You know? Well, that's like your opinion, man. Yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> that's all this is, is opinions. There's no need to get angry and stop throwing things. I'm not, I have not, I have not <laughs> yet begun to throw things. Stop accusing me. It's bad enough Alexi's looking at me like he's looking at me. I've got judgmental outlets looking at me. Yes. Well, every every week I'm, we're going to get a new picture on there. Okay. Or something. Well, we'll add something. He, he doesn't have a lot of pictures out there. He has a lot of pictures, so, but not a lot of... It's either him young like that uh-huh. or old. Right. It's like there was no middle ground for that man. He disappeared. Well, he looked old when he was young. Yo, but he looks really old. He looks like... He reminds me of like a wonderful grandfatherly type. That I love to just sit, I love to sit and listen to his interviews. They're hilarious. Yeah, you know, and uh, like I said, he, him, and Robin Williams were friends. That doesn't surprise. Yeah, me. because Robin Williams came into like the comedy place, um, at, in in London and did like forty five minutes just off the cuff, and nobody knew who Robin Williams was at the time. Really? And Alexis, oh, he said, "I this guy is is perfect." Huh? You know. Yeah, that was that was like yeah they uh, he, and he just happened. Robin just was in town and said, "Take me to a comedy club." to the taxi driver and happened to take him to one of like the underground clubs. Right. So lucky he got that driver where Alexi was. Yep, Alexi was a headliner there, and Rick Mile yep, and Hayden Edmondson. That whole crew. That whole crew was there at the time. Okay, let's get back to grunge. Sorry about that. I- <laughs> now uh, you said you had never mind. Yes, which is like what everybody. Which was Nirvana's breakthrough. Yep. Did you have Bleach? Yes. I bought it after Nevermind. Okay. Okay, so you went back. Yeah. Um, what about In Utero? Yes. Okay. What's your favorite of the three? Oh. Bleach is not... Bleach is like a garage band. Bleach right. Is, yeah. That, you, could, you could hear the Mud Honey yeah. type, you uh, know. I, I still think it's like... I still think it's Nevermind. Because okay. I think I think that In Utero had a few good songs on it, but in large part, I mean, it almost sounded like they were he he was you know getting ready to just say, "I'm ready to move on to something else." During that album, yeah, you know, I mean, you can always tell the albums when people are recording it really don't give a shit, yeah, and that seemed like one of them. Well, he was pretty deep into his heroin addiction at the time, yeah, too. yeah, most like yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on there, but yeah. You know, it was like they they had done like a behind the music in like two albums. Yeah. You know, oh they, yeah. They did the whole, you know, the whole rock scene and we're we rise to success, drug addiction, alcohol. We're done now. Yeah. You know. Have you ever watched the documentaries, uh, either Kurt and Courtney or Soaked in Bleach? No. Okay. Kurt and Courtney was done by a British filmmaker. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, you can find it on one of the streaming platforms. I'm sure. Because that's where I found it. Um, it goes into, you know, what happened to Kurt. Mm-hmm. And the part that you'll really find interesting is El Duce from The Mentors. Oh, okay? yeah. El Duce claims that Courtney offered him 50 grand to kill Kurt. And mysteriously, a couple of days later, El Duce got run over by a train. Wait, did he? but he, he didn't do anything at that point. What, did Kurt no- die first? Well, Kurt was Kurt was dead. At this like they interviewed Duce after the documentary. Oh, I thought because the rumor was around oh. that Courtney had offered Duce, you know, 
you know, had tried to contract Duce to kill him. Yeah. Now, soaked in bleach is a more professionally done, more polished documentary. Mm-hmm. And the guy that it focuses on was uh, is the uh, the private investigator that that Courtney Love hired. Okay. To find Kurt when he went missing over in Rome, I think it was. And uh, the inconsistencies that he found in the stories that Courtney Love told and the mishandling of 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 Kurt's death by the Seattle PD. Because there's so much there's so much stuff that's just inconsistent. Um, Like supposedly. Kurt had. Enough heroin in him to, to take down an elephant. You know, like five times yeah. the lethal dose of heroin. So he shouldn't have been able to do anything, let alone, you know, maneuver a shotgun into his mouth and pull a trigger. Another interesting thing is in the crime scene photos, the shell, the spent shotgun casing, is off to Kurt's right. Okay? Okay. The ejection port on that shotgun is to the left. And there's nothing on the left for that shell to ricochet off of mm. to end up on the right. So, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of speculation but, that Kurt didn't kill himself. I know, but I mean, the weird part about that is it's like, why? Why? Yeah, why, well, why would anybody, I mean, what would be the end game of him dying? Well, supposedly, now this is, uh, I mean, this is all brought up in the, uh, in the documentaries, supposedly Kurt was going to leave Courtney. He was going to divorce her. Okay. Right. And by doing so, as part of their prenup, she would have got a payoff and that was it. Okay. With Kurt dead, she is the sole heir. Mm. Well, not the sole heir because they had a daughter. But she stands to inherit Kurt's publishing rights. And all future royalties for Nirvana. There's your motive. It's more, that's more convoluted than all the. <laughs> no, it's not really convoluted, man. No, I mean it's like, uh, well, I mean to get Il Duce involved in it. I mean, well, Duce a scum, was a scumbag. Yes, but I mean, you know, there's, you, there's, I just uh, of all people to to get. I mean, I, I mean Duce of all people to get. I mean, Duce could have used the scratch, you know? And I know, he, but... And like, he might have done it. I mean, I've also seen... Like I said, I've also... I know that some people like in that... Um, oh, the the Motley Crue one. The was, Dirt? The Dirt, yeah. I mean, the, the guys were... They had other, they had to have other people injecting with heroin. Well, I mean, it, 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 I mean, Cleaner would have been just, hey, get tell one of these people that comes in to just OD him. And bang, it, that's it. Well, Nikki was hot shotted. Yes, yes, but that's what I mean with Kurt. Yeah. Instead of like making this convolute, hey, El Duce, fifty thousand dollars, shotgun, this, that, and the other thing, just have someone come in with the needle, you know, pump however much into him, he would have died of an overdose, and nobody probably would have questioned it. Uh, y- you're probably right. You know, so I mean, how much? There was too much thinking involved. Someone watched Murder She Wrote one too many times. Yeah. And and like I said, there's just a lot of inconsistencies mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, uh, mismanagement, and mishandling by the Seattle PD. Yeah. Um, uh, 
if I highly recommend that you watch, you know, you watch uh, at least Soaked in Bleach. Soaked in Bleach, it was really well done. And there's actual audio recordings of Courtney talking to this PI right. that are used in it. It's really good. Maybe once I'm done the Fast and the Furious franchise. Ugh. Funny side story. I borrowed the disc from a friend who had put them into the case in the wrong order. Okay. So I watched them actually four, two, three, one. Didn't matter. <laughs> Why would they matter? It's the order, same order. movie. No, no. There are, there are differences. Name one. Well, um... I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Don't recommend The Fast and Furious to me. That's one recommendation I will not take. However, thank you for recommending The King of Staten Island. Oh, you liked it? I loved it. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Uh, I went into it 100% skeptical. And, you know, I'm not going to like this. I don't like Pete Davidson. I, I, you know, I loved it. Pete Davidson was fantastic in this movie. And like you had said, the growth of the character was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a great character-driven story. I absolutely loved it. I thought Bill Burr was was oh awesome. The, <laughs> the, the character, when he, when he first just comes in, as, as almost like Bill Burr with a mustache. Well, yeah, it was hilarious. Bill Burr with yeah, a mustache. But I like the way, just like, that was, that was close to that Philly rant that he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, it's like, we see a kinder, gentler Bill Burr. Yeah. Which I've... That's acting, because that don't exist. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that was... Uh, Bill Burr was really good in that movie as Ray. Uh, you know who else I really liked in it was Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah, as, as, yeah, the old fire captain. Yep, Steve Buscemi was really cool. Um, I, 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 I can't recommend that movie enough. It, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. That was Yeah, I like I said, that was a fun movie. Like I said... His per- the personality that he writes into that character just reminds me so much of stuff we would have said oh, yeah. at that time. You know, no filter. Oh. I'm, I'm going to say what I want to say. Oh, when he goes back to his mom's house and his aunt's there, like <laughs> that you told me about? Yeah. <laughs> eat a dick. Joy, eat a dick. I had one for breakfast. <laughs> that was that was great. I, I, I completely, completely yes. love that movie. Um, it, it's something that I will actually watch again. Mm-hmm. Back to grunge. Okay. Now, now that we've done the Nirvana train. Okay. How about, like I said, all the other bands that were also in that? Now, now, you said Mud Honey. Do yes. you enjoy Mud Honey? I'm not. To be honest, I'm not that familiar. Okay. Now, I like Mud Honey as a group. They've, they've, they've gone the Megadeth route for me where I will, I love the band as a group. I cannot stand interviews with those guys. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I can see that because Mustaine gets a little intolerable. Yeah, and and the guy, the one I think he's probably you know the guys from one guy from Mud Honey, he just is a complete douchebag in interviews to the point where it's not a character, like Jack Black does. You can tell he's just a douche. He's bag. just an asshole. Yeah, it's like you know, oh, so you're here to to talk about your latest album? Well, I'm I'm not here just to talk about you. As I say, okay, don't be a dick. All right, just yeah, you know. Yeah, like Mustaine turned up to 11. Yeah, and yeah, Mustaine, where you just want to yell at the stage, shut up and play the fucking song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, been there, done I that. I don't care what your views are. Play Hangar 18. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I, I've never, I'm not real familiar with Mud Honey stuff. Yeah. Um, 
I've heard some of I've heard some of it not being a grunge fan. Mm-hmm. You see, and the fact that I'm not a grunge fan <laughs> is really freaking weird because I love punk. Mm-hmm. I love punk, and I'll talk shit on Kurt Cobain for being a trash guitar player. <laughs> but I love Johnny Ramone. Yep. But I love Steve Jones. You know, I, I I love the Misfits. I love the Sex Pistols. I love punk rock. But I can't stand grunge. See, that's. I think though, but you were probably you were like we were all at that age. We were on the fence. I was. I was never on the. No, fence. No, 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 no. When I say I don't mean on the fence, like you were straddling the fence. Okay, I mean there was a fence. There was a fence at that time. Yeah. And you had the metal guys on one side of it. Right. And then all of a sudden, grunge is like poking her head over, like, you know, Wilson in, in uh, Home Improvement, you know, you know, hidey ho, neighbor, you know. Right. <laughs> and it's like some people are like, oh, I want to I want to check that out. I want to see more of that. See, but the thing with me is <laughs> at the time Nirvana broke, mm-hmm. I was really heavy into bands like Dream Theater and Queensryche. Ah. OK. Yeah. Chop Nazis. Yeah. You know, guys that, you know, shut up and play your guitar. Guys that could play, um, you know, just amazing musicians. I was into bands like Queensryche, uh, Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer, Dream Theater. I was a yeah. huge Dream Theater fan. But I mean, I was into a lot of those bands, too. I could never get into Dream Theater. I just, I just couldn't. Well, they're an acquired taste. Yeah, I could never really get into them, but... I was into those too, but I mean, there was just something about when they came out that it was just, this is amazing. Right. You know, Pearl Jam was kind of like, you know, dragging everything through the mud. I wasn't that big a fan of Pearl Jam. Unfortunately, some of their songs are are quite catchy, though. Yeah. I I won't deny that. Yeah, and then I got Stone Temple Pilots mixed up with Pearl Jam a lot. See, I, I I didn't get them mixed up. I, I did. I because Stone Temple Pilots to me, at least the first album, um, the first Stone Temple Pilots album was way heavier than anything, mm-hmm. as uh, Pearl Jam ever did. Yeah, I know there was a few songs that after I finally got uh, XM a few years ago, and they actually you can see what you're listening to, and these bands that come up, and I look at oh, I always thought that was Pearl Jam. I to that to like up to two years ago. I was confused. Well, don't. It doesn't take much to confuse you. That's not nice. I've never claimed to be a nice person. Yeah, but I mean, come on. This is Got lots of tattoos. Not a one of them says nice guy. Just remember, get some post-it notes. Fold them in quarters. That way we can identify. I will get post-it notes tomorrow, douche. Make sure they're yellow so they match the ones that are in the bucket. How about if I get pink? Hey, you know what? You know what? I'm open. That's fine. No, I'm getting yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't expect that, did you? (laughs) No, I didn't. Threw me for a loop. What do you think of uh? What do you what what do what do you think about Alice in Chains? I I I absolutely I loved Alice in Chains' first album. Funny story, and it might not be funny to any of my former bandmates that are listening. Uh, If you are. I bear no animosity towards any of you except Steve. You can go fuck yourself. Whoa. <laughs> hey, I got to call like I, I, I have it in my head. I mean, I, I want him to personally know that I think he's a, an awful individual and I hope to never see him again. So <laughs> the opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Oh No, Not Them podcast, but yes. they fucking might be. Yeah. 
But um, there was the band um, Man in a Box. The, the, the song Man in a Box was uh-huh. the song that literally broke up that band. Really? Yes. And I remember because, uh, and this is why, because Steve came in and he wanted to do nothing but ACDC. I can't sing in that register. That would have broken up my band right then. I, I there. can't. I can't sing in that register. Yeah. So it's like. So we agreed. You know what? He can take the ACDC song since he want to do them, and we'll turn into Highway to Hell. Uh huh. Then turn into Girls Got Rhythm. Okay. Turned into uh, Sink the Pink, and all of a sudden it's like we're doing five and six ACDC songs, and then he decided that he was going to try his hand at Man in a Box. Could not get the low end screaming down like I could. Right. And just just couldn't do it. Okay. So I ended up pretty much walking up to the mic, doing the chorus, throwing the mic down, and walking the hell out. Nice. <laughs> That's some me shit right yeah, there. It's like, it's like, yeah, but it was like I said, he came in there, and I swear his intent was to just get me out. See, now, like Man in the Box, I've played Man in the Box in every band I've been in since... The early '90s. I played that shit when I was when I had the bands together in Panama. Yeah. Okay. I and to this day. Yeah, and I and Man I, in the Box. I love I love Alice in Chains. Um, those albums. I haven't really listened to them since, of course, they got the new lead singer, when Black turns into blue. Yeah. But uh, I have I have heard their songs on the radio, and I don't not like them. Yeah. Well, the new guy. I think his name is William Defoe. Isn't he an actor? No, that'd be Willem Dafoe. Oh, there's a difference. <laughs> but uh, the new the new singer the we can't call him new. He's been in the band for quite a yes, few years. I, yes, very much. But uh, well, shit. They called Newstead the new guy for yeah. But like I said, they don't do a lot of albums. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's not a lot of bands that do a lot of albums anymore. Nope. Um. But I I I I still enjoy Alice in Chains. Uh, to me, my favorite Alice songs were always, and this is really kind of a dark thing to say and kind of morbid to say, but Lane Staley's songs about his addiction. Okay. Songs like Down in a Hole. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Down in a Hole is probably my favorite Alice in Chains song. Mm. Uh, Down in a Hole, Angry Chair, a Man in a Box. Mm-hmm. You know, that those are, to me are great, and they're touchstone songs for that time. Yeah. Um, the the whole facelift album is a just it's a touchstone for that time. That was a, that is a, that's a great album. It's absolute classic. Um, what about Soundgarden? Soundgarden. Okay, I like Soundgarden up until Black Hole Sun. Really? I oh my god, that song was it the video that did it for you? Oh no, the video's fine. I love the video. The for video's it. a trip. Yeah, the video is great, but. It's like the song just, I don't know. There's something about it that just, I don't know if it's just the way it, it changes all over the place or I don't know. I've just not been a fan of Black Hole Sun. See, I think it's, I think it's a really cool song. Um, I'm all, I've always been a fan of like Spoon Man. I think Spoon yeah. Man is a great song. Spoon Man's a good song. Um, the whole Super Unknown album is really good. I, 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 I dig, I dig Soundgarden. Chris Cornell had a voice that could peel paint off a wall. Oh yeah, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing singer. Any 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 band he was in, 
he was he was doing great stuff. Oh, oh well, sort of. E- even after Soundgarden, you see, I never, I was never a fan of Audio Slave. Yeah, Be- I, well, but full disclosure, I wasn't a fan of Audio Slave because I can't stand Rage Against the Machine. That just hurts, man. Why? Uh, no, I like Rage Against the Machine. I'm sorry. Just... I, I, there's a lot of people do. I yeah. just don't. Because I was raging against the machine at the time. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're ra- we're raging against the machine. I, I, I'm not gonna let this devolve into politics. I'm not gonna let it devolve into politics. Oh, I thought it was no. Mine was always a fax machine though. Because God, the papers. I... Oh God. <laughs> oh, 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 dear God. Are we go, to, go? Are we going office space here? <laughs> no, I like. I like that. Look, I'll be honest with you. I know that raging against machine is into politics. Yeah. Uh, however. I I never looked at their songs as political. I know they are. I know they are. But I just really like Bulls on Parade, you know, and just I like the sound of the songs. And that's why I told you that one time that Tom Morello was that generation's Jimi Hendrix. I know. I know you're going to get mad at me when I say that. I'm not going to get mad at you. But the stuff he did, making the wiki-wiki sound on the guitar, and the the shit that he did, and the playing was awesome. And I never really listened to him with a political vibe. The the playing was creative. You know? (laughs) The playing is creative. I will give you that. Tom Morello, the secret to Tom Morello is three things. A, a mid-heavy guitar tone, okay, kind of like Eddie Van Halen's brown sound, okay, mid-heavy guitar tone, a kill switch to shut his pickup off, right, mm-hmm. and a fucking Digitech whammy pedal. Yes, the whammy. That's it. It's that's, but you can't say that's it because that's. I, but you take it. You take people. I mean, they could take those three elements and not do anything with them. Yeah, but if you take any of those three elements away from Tom Morello, he can't do anything. Jeez. Most overrated guitar player out there. Oh, ouch. Overrated. All right, all right, all right. I won't call him a hack, but he's overrated. Okay, all right, all right. Yes. Speaking of, though, Chris Cornell. <laughs> Chris Cornell. There's a cover that he does. I think it's a fast car. I think I've heard that. Yeah, it, that's really good. Have you ever heard... I know you don't like the song Black Hole Sun. Yeah. Have, have you heard his acoustic version of Black Hole Sun? I probably have. Phenomenal. Why is that? I, I listen to a lot of XM, and I listen to I listen to Lithium. Yeah. Sometimes, so I'm sure on the, my drive back and to from work. I mean, I, I've heard all, like I've heard so many great songs. Yeah. Uh, it's really, you know. Oh, I saw this. Uh, in fact, we had this one night. This question one night at trivia of the big four grunge bands. Okay. Okay. How many lead singers are still alive? Original lead singer. Who are the big four? See, that's the, that was part of the trivia question. You would have to. Know I, I mean, I was thinking. Four. I mean, the first four I think of are Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, and Nirvana. Bingo. <gasps> Do I? You win. I got a point. I got a point. See, that's why you win when I'm at trivia. I win when you're not at <laughs> trivia. Irregardless. I hate that word. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. Now, irregardless of that. <laughs> and you're, I, I suppose you're going to say supposedly now. No, I didn't, I'm not going to say it now. Now I'll say it supposedly. <laughs> you dick. No, um, but yeah, so I know Allison Chains, Nirvana. Uh, is the guy from Stone Temple Pilots alive? No, Scott Weiland's dead. Okay, then one. Yeah. 
The only one, the only one still alive is Eddie Vedder, and he will remain alive until he um, translates Yellow Lead better. <laughs> you know what song really, really, I, 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 like I said, I was never a Pearl Jam fan. Like, there's a few that I dig. I think Jeremy is a really, really cool song. It, it's got, I, I mean, the story behind it is not cool. Yeah, but they tell it in such a good, in such a, uh, a cool way. I, I I love the song Jeremy. Um, I love the song Alive. You know, mm-hmm. I and I know I have friends that are like massive Pearl Jam fans, and they would get pissed at me for hearing me say this. I can't. I I don't like Pearl Jam. You know the one that really pissed me off the most. Not mm-hmm. pissed me off, but I'm just like, no, I can't fucking listen to this. Uh. Was their cover of Last Kiss. Okay. Can't stand it. Hmm. See, that's the thing. I mean, even though I know I said Chris Cornell did like fast cars, I don't... Grunge bands at the time, I don't think they should have... I mean, they no nobody ever says, hey, I'd love to hear a grunge version of that. No. You know, I mean, you get like... I mean, that Leo... I don't, I'm don't. i sure you've heard of it. Maura Chidlele. Who? Oh, God. Now, now I'm going to have to look it up on my brand new phone. It's still an iPhone. Yeah, but it's like, it's a 12 now. That is like, you know, see, because iPhone 6 is uh, not waterproof. And if you drop it in the sink, it will die. <laughs> uh, okay, so while Bill's looking for things on his phone. Got it. Okay. No, I didn't. Never mind. I got a soccer player. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I can talk and do this at the same time. Well, talk, dummy. There it is. Leo Mora Chololi. Oh, God. Let me see it. Well, yeah, you try pronouncing that. Haha. See, not so easy, is it? And he's Norwegian. Mora Coley. That's not how you. There's more syllables in it than that. Anyway, just look up Leo Metal Covers. That's all you got to look up online. This guy does amazing metal covers of everything from the Beastie Boys to Debbie Gibson to that um, that song, Because I'm Happy. Okay. You know, and there, no, no, Get Lucky. Was it Get Lucky? I don't remember. But there's so many. He's awesome. Okay. And he's Norwegian, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah, Norwegian's another metal. Yeah. So like I said, people can look for pop and all those type of songs as metal, but I don't think anybody wants to hear, you know, like Sunshine of Your Love in grunge. How would you play Clapton in, in a grunge style? You know what? I'm not sure. But, you know, now the wheels are turning in my head. I'd love to try. I don't even want to think about that. Oh, come on. I don't even want to think about that. It'd be fun. Any You can pick any song, any song at random, and try to grunge it out. It's just like talking in, in like low tones. and. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny that we're talking about grunge because uh, Thursday at practice... Um, after Chuck had to leave, uh, weirdly enough, we practiced at Chuck's house and he left before any of us, but he was, but to be fair, he was leaving for Florida the next morning. Okay. Um, Earl and I sat up in the loft jamming for a while and we started, I started showing him some Stone Temple Pilots stuff. So. Yeah, see? I do, I, I mean. Your grunge roots run deep, man. Well, no, I've been in bands that wanted to play it. Yeah, because it's a, you know at, there's a point where it's like people just expect it. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're in a bar band, your job is to be a jukebox with a pulse. 
Although, like I said, I think any bar band could probably take grunge out of their repertoire and no one notice. Yeah. Nope, nobody's out there yelling, play smells like Teen Spirit. Nope, You'd be nobody. surprised. No, everybody, everybody wants to hear like the goofy shit, you know. Like, you know, ACDC and Motley Crue. I've played plenty of bars where I go, hey, can you play some Nirvana? And if that's the type of person asking you, you tell them, no, sir, leave now. You're cut off. Go home. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but I, I've played bars in Schuylkill County. I've seen the bars you played at. <laughs> yeah, you have. Honestly, that one bar we played at, and this is no offense, but because I would have loved to see it, it's Raining Men would have gone over well. Uh, okay, okay, hang on. I, we got to go a little deeper into the story. <laughs> I honestly, that was such a fun bar. I loved it. Okay, so my band at the time, Snacky, I booked a show at a place in Pottsville called Rumors. I didn't know it at the time. Let's just say Rumors is an alternative lifestyle-friendly establishment. Yeah, but they don't have um, Captain... Uh, Morgan's Rum, which that's a strike against them, so they're never getting five stars from me on Yelp. Yeah, however, <laughs> they did feed us very well. Oh, yeah, the food was awesome. The food was fantastic. They paid us even though the crowd wasn't was very sparse. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah. Uh, that's the night that Carrazzo almost attained infinite cool points. Oh, still, he, he always... Uh, I mean, uh, no, I mean, Mark... Yes, it was it was a good night. It was a good night for Mark. Yeah. It was a great night for Mark. The text message. Well, like I said, you guys, you guys could have been playing disco. Yeah. And like, you, I mean, nobody, nobody would have blinked an eye. No. I wanted to book the place again. Yeah. I mean, that place. Well, you guys left the flag there, too. Yeah, we did. I remember that because we were at the Turkey. I was like, oh, I forgot the flag. Yeah. Mark <laughs> and I ended up like two months later going back to get it. Two months. Yeah. Yeah. But weren't they like at the hotel, like right down the street from the place? They could have just sashayed down and got it. I didn't hear nothing from them until the next morning. <laughs> okay, me, you, and Jimmy went home, right? Yeah, but it was it was me and you. Right, me and you and Mark. And you, and you, you didn't realize till Tamaqua that, that John wasn't the flag. Bar- yeah, right. And so me, you, and Jimmy headed home, me and you in my van, Yep. and Jimmy in his car. Mark and John ended up at some motel in Frackville. Okay, yeah. Another story for off, that's a story for off the air. I can't I can't tell that one here. I can't tell it here. There may be a topic. <laughs> <laughs> out, of res- out of respect for Mark, I can't tell oh, it no, on the no, air. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, uh, like two months after the show, Mark and I ended up going back to get the get the banner. Yeah, that was, and it was still hanging on the freaking railing outside the bar. That was such that was such a fun place. I, I had such a good time that night. Even though the crowd the crowd that was there was really into it. Yeah, they loved it. Um, we had a good time. Un- unfortunately, I mean, you know, asking people for five dollars was just too much. Yeah, yeah, five bucks to see you know four hours of live music. Yeah, it's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I would even have blinked an eye back then. I mean, there's, I, I, I mean, we've played, we've played shows like at the, we played shows at the Pomeran Hotel where at five bucks a head, we made $900 mm-hmm. in a night, you know, it's, it, and, you know, it's five bucks, man. Yeah. And when you break it down to what we were, what we would make in an average, in an average show. Yeah. And I, I truly miss going to see the bands and bars. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just, 
you know, you, you had, you know, there was, you, you didn't have a, you had a choice of what bar you wanted to go to, who do you want to see, what genre do you want to get into? Right. And now it's so few and far between. It's, it's, it's. And people should be falling over themselves. Hey, a band is playing here. Let's go. Right. I mean, Earl and Chuck are, uh, er, you know, I have, I have a lot of fun jamming with Earl and Chuck. I, and I love those guys dearly. And at one point, I would, I, I hope they, I hope they listen to this. I really hope they do. At one point, I would like to get me, Chuck, and Earl out in front of people other than our friends. You know, I would like to get us out into a bar to play. Hell, even, um, I don't know, I would love to see this. Like, the Palmer Festival have an amateur area, as it were. Yeah, set, let let local bands, let, let local bands, you know, keep, you know like... Uh, set up in the gazebo. Not even, well. You don't have to be in the gazebo where the the bingo was. Yeah, that they stopped doing, and the knocker ball was that they stopped doing. Yeah, because you know that was a step up from bingo. Let's put people in a ball. Uh, but they can set up a small tent there, like they do at Music Fest, and just have you know the bands come in and, and do their thing. You know, I got to play on the stage at the Pomeranian Festival exactly one time in my life. Oh yeah. Yep. That was back when I was in high school. Oh shit! Okay, well, I would have missed it then. It was uh, I. I got to get on stage with. Uh, you remember Aaron Thompson? Yeah. Aaron, I got to get on stage with Aaron's band <laughs> because Aaron's parents were big into the festival and this and that, and they got you know their band got. And this is before I joined the band. Um, they got a spot, and I got up and was able to play a couple of songs with them. So I've been. In my 46 years living in this, t- in this town, other than my, well, my 41 years living in this town, because I was gone for five, mm. I've been on that stage exactly one time in my life. Mm. I've offered to play for free. I've offered to play before the main festival starts. I've offered to play for free before the main festival starts. And each time I was told no. You know why? Why? We don't want your kind of music. What do you mean? We don't want a rock and roll band. I I get that, but I mean, like it's it's no worse than what they do play normally. It's well, oh, it it doesn't appeal to our clientele. And I said to the the person who shall remain nameless, uh, who was big into the festival at the time, I said, okay, let me ask you this: Who's going to spend more money at your festival? High school kids, twenty somethings, you know, who's going to spend more? That age group, or the blue hairs that park a lawn chair here for three days and don't move. Who's going to spend more money? Honestly, I just think it, I mean, see that, that irritates me that that got said to you because the big thing I always, I always hear about this town is about how diverse it is. Oh, it's not. And, and how, you know, how every, everybody, you know, every view and, you know, they need more of this and more of that because, you know, the, you know, the kids need some place to hang out and all this other, and it's like, so we can have polka and and country and oldies and old yeah and definitely oldies i mean the shanana group got to come by every so often cuz we cuz we haven't heard betty lou in forever right you know we got to hear but we got to hear mustang sally every year oh uh, every year and you got the jimmy buffett experience a cover band you know they're right. not they're not even like you we don't get jimmy buffett here 
No, we get a tribute. Yeah, and it's like I, I honestly, I would love to hear. I would, I eighties, even eighties, eighties or nineties. Yeah, you know, it's like, just it doesn't have to be. I'm, I'm sure, like I said, we're not gonna have a pit in the in the middle of the park, which would be awesome. Yeah, but but it's not gonna happen. But I mean, you know, you have like the barbershop quartets down there every Saturday or whatever, right? Doing their thing. I mean, like, but like, you know. There's other people in this town. Yeah. You know? I mean, and that's, you know, I miss the days um, when I was in Nautis. I, I mean, we were all original, super heavy, you know, but we promoted our own shows. Mm-hmm. We would rent the Hungarian, the Hungarian Club. The Hungarian Club. Yeah, I've never seen you there. We would rent the upstairs. Oh, okay. We would rent the upstairs well, of, the, I... of the Hunky Club. And we would get five or six local bands or bands bands from the valley mm-hmm. to come and play a show, and we made money. Mm-hmm. We would rent the Lee Heighton Fire Hall, the one there on Second Street. Yeah. Okay. We would rent that out. We would pack that joint. Mm. Okay. We and we we made money, and we never allowed booze at our shows because we knew most of our crowd was underage. Yeah. There was never booze at our shows. We had pits, but we never had fights. Yeah, there's a difference between those. Yeah, huge difference. And the kids had something to do on a Saturday. You know, I miss that. I miss that. Yeah, you know what? And the worst part about this is it's going to take probably another 30 years for all of a sudden for like, you know, uh, Megadeth to be considered oldies. Yeah. <laughs> That's a scary thought, dude. And, and, if you, and, and it's like, Will be the blue hairs parking in the chairs, and there'll be people complaining they don't play anything new. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> while there's a freaking while there's a band called uh, you know Rust in Peace or something, a Megadeth tribute. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, you know what? I think that's something we should do this. We should think about doing this summer. What? I have the equipment. I know enough people. Yes. Let's rent the Soka Hall and put on a show. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, you guys, we, you guys do that. Uh, we do it. I mean, we we couldn't do it this past yeah. year, but we've done it for. Uh, you know, we did it. I I I plan to do it this year for uh, suicide prevention yeah. benefit. Once again, in honor of in honor of Mark. Yeah. You know, I plan to do it again. But you know, just do one off the you not not off the cuff because these things take planning. But do one just for yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, the I definitely love to see it just to get just to get some of the you know local talent. Give yes. them a venue. Yes. You know. But w- with that being said, when you know even just fifteen years ago, the local music scene was thriving. I'm trying to think how old I was 15 years ago. Probably. About 31? Early 30s? Uh, I don't know if it was thriving then. Well? I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to remember. I know by the time I moved into my house, it was all but dead. And that was 17 years ago. I mean. I mean, because I still have, I I have posts popping up on Facebook, memories from 10, 12 years ago of snacky, of snacky shows. I mean, I. I can remember now. Twenty years ago, I can I can say something too because 
I remember going to the Slammers. Yeah. And Bankers. Yep. And uh, then, of course, um, Mugshots at the time, or even T-Rexes before that. Yeah. B&G Station, all the places in Allentown. And you just, you know, had to pick. Uh, and then all of a sudden, places started shutting down and going away. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what happened. I really don't. I, I yeah. Besides, besides us getting older... It was a com- it's a combination of our generation getting older, kids not picking up instruments to carry the torch, so to speak, and the proliferation of of DJs, for lack of a better term, mm. you know, um, wh- where people consider mixing two already recorded songs together art. Hey, it's not. It's an art in an it's an art I guess. No, it's I honestly there is an art form to it. If you look for any like um like mashups on YouTube when they'll take something by Christina Aguilera and mix it with with Slayer. Well, that's there there some of them are really awesome. Well, that's but that's a one song thing. Right. That you know. that and that's different than what a DJ does. Yeah. You know, I mean, cuz you have like down at the casino, you'll have the big uh some of the bigger, like, regional bands. Like, Crystal Rocks will get together mm-hmm. once or twice a year to play there. Um, you'll get the Amish Outlaws, who are fantastic. I love the Amish Outlaws. Um, you'll get bands like that. And then you'll get some other types of bands in there. But for the most part, you have schmucks like DJ Tom Taylor. Mm. You know? And... I, I'm sorry. I would much rather go see a, a real band. Well, I know that Emily's Toy Box, when they were at the Sands, they used to do karaoke down there. Yeah. I never was able to get down there when they were doing it. Live band karaoke? Oh. That's, always, that's something well, I've always wanted to do. I absolutely love the band. And to be able to be on stage with them, I don't care what the song is. I'll do my version of Baby Got Back, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, though that one... Uh, yeah, speaking of karaoke, and it's, this actually will lead back into grunge. You're going to love this. Now, I'm not going to name names because I don't think Jim would like that. So, <laughs> we're at the Blue Monkey. He's already upset, I can tell now, because he knows where this story is. We're at, the, we're at the Blue Monkey. We're doing karaoke. Right? Okay. And Jim says, you know, what song should I do? What song should I do? And I'm like, no, if you're going to do karaoke, you pick a song that you can really like, you really get into, and you, you love. You know, that's the thing. That's what you do. And uh, and I did Baby Got Back, and I think I did Ice Ice Baby, and no, Humpty Dance. The Humpty Dance. Nice. And, yeah, I mean, I know the lyrics by heart, and I just enjoy those songs, and we it was a blast. I go into the bathroom, and Jim has his song picked out, and he happens to go up while I'm in the bathroom. Jim picked Rooster. Oh, God. He actually nailed the song perfectly. That's impressive. But it was the song Rooster, which, like I said, Rooster's not a party song. No. He did great on the song. I'm I'm, I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. I enjoyed that, seeing that. But it was like, it wasn't a party song. No. I mean, I'm a metal cat from and, and a punk cat from way back when. But if I'm doing karaoke, like I've done karaoke a few times, um, like the one of the most fun ones was at uh, 
Nick Massington's house. He was doing a graduation party for his son and his daughter, right? And Nick goes all out for his parties. Nick is a he's a great party host. There's always all kinds of booze, all kinds of food, and then he'll get a DJ, okay? And the DJ will do karaoke. Well, I'm never one to back down from a challenge. Yeah. So somebody goes up and does it was one of Sh- one of his daughter Shannon's friends goes up and does a song. And then he says, "All right, somebody to All right, I dare somebody to top that." And with that, I've got like 10 sets of eyes looking at me. <laughs> okay, I've got 10 sets of eyes looking at me. So now I'm 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 obligated to do it because the gauntlet has been thrown down and my peeps are challenging me to do it. I go up and I do uh, Jump Around by House of Pain. Oh, my God. I know it front to back. I didn't need the lyrics. So guys got wireless microphones. I'm standing there with my eye on the teleprompter because I just need that intro cue. Mm-hmm. All right. As soon as the intro cue hits and the lyrics drop, I'm out in the crowd. I'm out amongst my people. Yeah. Doing the whole song. <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, that's that's a karaoke song. Not Rooster. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, like I said, it and and I and I'm telling you this Jim, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say I didn't. I just was not expecting Rooster when I came out of that bathroom. I was just it just that floored me, and I was like, "That was the last song I expected at karaoke." And to sing that, to sing that well, is a testament to uh, yeah, like that, that that that's tough to sing. Yeah, I don't even, and I don't think he needed the lyrics. I think he knows that song because he's a big grunge fan. So, yeah. So you're gonna get angry letters from him As because a, you don't like grunge. I don't care. As a singer, I I will tell you, Rooster is hard to it. That's hard to sing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's and it's a great song. Props to you, Jim. Props to you. Yeah, definitely props. Like I said, but I never I never expected. I always said, though, what I always wanted to do. I always wanted to get a group of people together for karaoke like okay. me, you, you know, and I'd say pick anybody because we're all there's something wrong with all of us. And we all go up and sign each other up for songs. Oh, like <laughs> I sign you up. You sign me up. Yep. So you don't know what you're about to sing. I'm in. I would love to do that. I'm in. <laughs> I, I know all of us are at that point where it's like we don't really care what anybody thinks of us. No. We, you know, it's like, so what? We're going to get up and do. And I would absolutely love to do that at karaoke. Just call it like, I don't know what, random karaoke? Yeah. <laughs> if they'd have that at trivia night or have a night there at 110. Next time Brett does karaoke, let's do it. We need more than just me and you. I'll call Lewis. <laughs> we could call Jim. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll get I'll try to get Lewis down here. We'll get we'll try to get Jim down here. <laughs> and and it's gonna be great. Honestly, the funny part is just to see what everybody gets. It'll be like Secret Santa. We could it gets like Secret Santa. Everybody gets a name. Yeah. You don't you don't know who you got. I mean, well, no, nobody you don't know who got you. Right. So you don't know who to blame right. for your song. See, what, that's what we would have to do is we'd have to take the bucket with <laughs> and everybody pulls a name. Okay. And you can't tell anybody whose name you pulled. Yep. I, I'm in. I, I'm so down for this. I am so down for this. You know what? Uh, if 
if we time it right, maybe Chuck will be back from Florida. We get Chuck involved. Okay, eventually we'll do it. Like when we get karaoke back, you know, like I said, I want I that <laughs> I I've always wanted to do it with a group of friends that I, I had at the time. But of course of course I I'm a loud mouth, so I say whoever I gets playing it's raining men. That's all there is to it. Yeah. But of course, oh, I'm not doing that. No, it's like, oh, come on, it's oh, Cole, it's Cole having fun, guys. Oh, I'll sing the shit out of that. Oh, me too. It used to be my ringtone on my old phone, on the iPhone six. Oh yeah, and now uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I, oh, well, the reason I made it my ringtone is because there's a person that I used to work with who absolutely hates that song. So it was an annoyance thing. Of course, when I find this out, I made it my ringtone for just when I was at work. But then I just kept not turning it off. Right. And there's nothing funnier than seeing the stares of people with someone that looks like me. Yeah. When it's raining men comes on. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. Because it's like, I, I, am, I, am, I am not the target audience of that song. No. But it's still funny. No. And Detachable Penis was my message tone, and I missed that one too. Oh, there you go. Were they a grunge band? King Missile? Yeah. I don't know what they were. I, I, I really mean, don't know what I mean, King that Missile gu- was. I mean, that guitar was very... That beginning guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where they would fit in. I don't know. <laughs> now, what what bands do you think got mislabeled as grunge? Oh, none of them. I think, they, I think anybody labeled as grunge was grunge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I... I, I there is none out there. Like if you're gonna bring back to this Queensrÿche being hair metal, oh they were hair metal, boom. Yeah, a couple albums. If, were hair Meta- metal. if Metallica is still considered thrash, they're not. Yeah, but they're still that Big Four thing. They should not have been on the Big Four tour. They're not thrash anymore. They were thrash for one album. One. Kill them all. Yep, that was it. Ride the Lightning wasn't thrash. Master of Puppets wasn't thrash, and you know. Justice for All was definitely not thrash, and then it was completely just, you know, I just think they were power metal. Yeah. You know? I mean, Lightning still had elements of thrash. Yeah, but elements is, a, you can have, I mean, I think they had one thrash album. They should have never been in the big four. That is an argument for a whole other time, and I probably upset a lot of people. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, hang on. Hang on. Let's let's burrow down that rabbit hole a second. Um we're and we're not gonna go too deep because we're an hour and fifteen in. See, um, if you excluded Metallica from the Big Four, yep, who's your fourth? Exodus, Exodus, easy. I got to agree. Exodus, ex. When Metallica left San Francisco, they were the thrash band of the Bay Area, right? You know, but they never left San Francisco. They started in L.A., went to San Francisco. Yeah, but no, they left San Francisco and went to New York. Oh, to record. Right. Yeah. When they left, Exodus was there the full time. Okay, I I, I misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. They they were there. They were in San Francisco at the beginning with Kill 'em All. And then they left and you know, became worldwide stars and their sound completely changed. Exodus stayed there. And like they didn't have a ballad for like Exodus has never written a ballad. I know, but that was one. That was like I said. That was one of their one of their taglines. One of their taglines. You know, they don't write ballads. I mean, that's Metallica wrote ballads as quick as Ride the Lightning. 
Yeah. You know. I had a thing and fade to black. Yep. So, yeah. And even like the Call of Cthulhu. That's not really a ballad. It was, it was, if you, it was very, it wasn't heavy. That's like, like I said, that's one of those forgotten songs, like Orion kind of, you know what I mean? It's like, they're good songs, but they're all, yeah. you know, it was, it was a whole different thing. That's why I said Metallica had one thrash album. So that's why I said, I don't think anybody got mislabeled as grunge. If you had that angsty, guttural, like basement dwelling type uh, sound, you were, you were grunge. Yeah. You know, and I don't think anybody, you know, there's, there's no one out there. Oh, we weren't grunge. You were grunge. Yes, you were. You know, you were. You 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 rode that too. How about uh, okay? So now you've put Exodus in. <laughs> yep. Who's the fifth? What do you mean? Who's the fifth? Make it the big five. Uh, That's easy. Yeah. I'm. Oh shit. I'm. Oh, God damn it. There's only one choice. Overkill. That's right. That's what I was thinking of. I was drawing a blank on the name. All my my brain kept seeing Chuck Billy. That's and I, testament. And I know they're already in it. That's testament. I know. I know. But testament's who, not big four. Yes, they were. Megadeth, Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer. Then testament should be the fifth. I gotta go with Overkill. As I, I like Overkill. I do. But of course, they also went the lighter music route. When? On uh, the Years of Decay. What's lighter on that? I can't remember the name of the song, but I know one of them is is a, is very ballady. Return to Serenity by Testament. The ballad by Testament. Don't get semantic with me. I said Testament. <laughs> <laughs> All right? <laughs> and I had to shoot the hole in the argument. All right. I've moshed to both Testament and I've moshed to Overkill. I think. Exodus I have. Yeah. Death Angel I have. <laughs> Ooh, Death Angel. Good yep. band. Good band. Mm-hmm. Oh, I finally finished watching Get Thrashed. Yeah? Yeah. I, oh. I I didn't think that... I thought that was, like, newer than it is. Oh, yeah. it's it. I think it... Well, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I watched Get Thrash and Murder in the Front Row like almost back to back. Yeah, I haven't watched Murder in the Front Row. Yeah. But yeah, like that's what, and that's what I think of grunge. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> See, and you don't think you can fill out topics like that, even though you don't like grunge. Well, we we meandered and sidestepped. Wait, do you see the next stuff I got? Uh, I, I, every week I'm gonna drop stuff in that bucket. Okay. You better drop as many as I do, or else you'll be like, hey, why is my topics never come up? Because nobody wants to talk about what, what scribble you got over there. What is it? That shit? Hang on. No, no, no. Don't. I want to be surprised. Well, you asked. (laughs) Actually, here, good albums or songs by bad bands. Oh, so you did BuzzFeed lists. (laughs) No. Best, uh, I can't read my own fucking writing. <laughs> Best acting performances. Historical figures you'd like to meet. What? Historical figures you no, would like to well, meet. Let me be surprised, man. Because. And the last one is overrated podcast co-hosts. That's a lie coming from your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be Joe Rogan. So, 
Hey, he's not the co-host. He's the host. And he's not overrated. Joe Rogan's brilliant. He's the only podcaster I could think of. Yeah, I can, I can think of a few co- I, I, I don't. I can I, think of a few that I don't care for. I can think of a few that I don't care for. And you're not one of them. I actually kind of like you for some reason. Yeah, I know, because I'm awesome. Well, yeah, you are pretty awesome. We're, yeah, we're like those two puzzle pieces. Like, you know, like I, you know, you bring the raw edge, you know, like, oh, like in a taco, you're like, you know, like the meaty bits or uh-huh. something. And I'm like, you know, the onions and the cheese and the hot sauce and all the things that bring flavor. No, you were you were more on point with the puzzle pieces. Yeah, but I'm really hungry for tacos, so it's like I, I'm, the, I'm I'm the angular, you know, hard edged puzzle pieces. You had round ones. There are no such things as round puzzle pieces. Uh, such things as round co-hosts. And that's easy, easy. I'll throw this at you. <laughs> I ain't scared. I ain't scared. And you won't because Mark's banjo is right there. I won't aim for the banjo. But you might hit it. No, my aim is good. You might hit my router. I'll buy a new one. Yeah, but how am I supposed to watch TV till you do? <laughs> That's not my problem. I hate you. <laughs> there, there's there's nothing I like about you. Especially that mustache. Oh, I just ordered mustache wax, too. Oh, Jesus. So, are you st- are you going to do the Snidely Whiplash? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, this is all This is all just from my costume at the Ren Fair. Then after the Ren Fair, I'm, sh- I'm pretty much shaving everything. <laughs> Including your head? Oh, yeah, I'm probably going to... I have to get this haircut. Don't don't shave your head. It gets in my mouth while I sleep. Cut it, but don't <laughs> shave your head. Oh, no, I can't shave the head. I don't I don't like that connotation. You'll look, you'll look I, I horrendous don't. bald. No, don't say that. Sometimes... You'll bald. look like the kingpin. Huh? I'll look like that. No, you'll look like the kingpin. That's another fat joke, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Took you long enough. You prick. <laughs> Took you long <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I'm going to miss with the way that we're, that we're going to be doing this now? Huh. Where I'm going to pre-record an intro to drop in? Yeah. You know what I'm going to miss? Your stupid little, uh, <laughs> your stupid little gimmick. It wasn't a gimmick. It was fun. Well, yeah, but it's still your gimmick. Yeah, well, I, I had to I had to stop that in season four. We're not even in season two. We're not doing seasons. Well, then why'd you stop We're- it in season four? <laughs> We're anti-establishment. Yeah. <laughs> Crush the proletariat. We are the revolution. Everyone love us. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would wear kicker boots if they were made in Scunthorpe. <laughs> <laughs> if you get the reference, oh well. If you get the if you get all the references, <laughs> if you get that reference, you're our people. You are our people. Oh man! So that was our take on the early grunge and later grunge and all grunge. Yes. So what if we learned today? I hate Nirvana, and I just I can name shit. If I would have been listening to the New Wave channel this morning, uh-huh. it would have been a whole different topic. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what about Rip Rig and Panic? <laughs> it's nine below zero. <laughs> yeah, that's what would have happened. But I happened to hear Teen Spirit this morning, and that I'm actually surprised that one got pulled. Yeah, well, 
Maybe I'll get lucky next week and it'll be a topic that is good. Yo. I can make gold out of there, anything. There is awesome topics in there yet. I'm telling you. The bucket overfloweth. There's three more in there. It's because it's a large bucket. How do the bucket overflow? <laughs> well, <laughs> this was the bucket I had to use in the warehouse when the roof was leaking. So I had to dump it every morning after a rainstorm. That's lovely. Yeah, but they fixed the ceiling so it don't leak no more. Well, then you don't need the bucket. Exactly. It became a useless bucket. And a bucket without a use, is it really a bucket anymore? Yeah. And it's big enough we could put a human head in if we had to. If you had to. Yes. You never know. You never it's, a, it's a nice bucket. It really is. I mean, I was looking at Goodwill, and I found uh, Easter buckets there for like a dollar or two. And I was like, why am I going to buy a dollar or two a bucket that, you know, some kid had his snotty little hands all over. I could have gone to the dollar store and got an actual Easter bucket. But, you know, then I thought, but free bucket. Yeah. <laughs> if it's for free, it's for me. Exactly. Yeah. I'm waiting on my free laptop. Keep waiting. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we call it. I guess yeah. we call this one. So next week, we're going to do the same thing. Pick a random topic. Top, pick a random topic out of the bucket. If you guys got a topic, Jim, I'm talking to you, because I know you. I know, I know you got something you want to hear. <laughs> I know you got something you want to hear. I think everybody does. I don't think they're too shy, and they think they're not gonna. We're You're not gonna... too shy, shy, hush, hush, I, I. That singer. Wrote the theme song to the never-ending story. Really? Yep. Didn't know that. Yep. A little trivia. Ah, that's why I win trivia. You win trivia when I'm on your team. <laughs> if that was a question, you wouldn't have known it. Speak into the mic, <laughs> dummy. Uh, you know what? I, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna get rid of these, like these unidirectional mics, and I'm just gonna hang overheads. Oh shit! I have them. Nah, I don't know about that. I have a good, I have a, I have I, a really yeah, good pair. I understand, but I mean, you you spend so much time in these setups. You know, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, and when I get, we get the cameras in here, which I have, I, I'm still waiting. No, I have the cameras. You have something to hook them up to. What are we gonna hook them up to? Well, they're USB, so you know, a computer, you dumbass. Oh, I need to get a USB port then. Uh, USB. Jesus. Hub. Christ. I need to get a hub. So, so I gotta bring a freaking hub too. Well, if you got one. Yeah, of course I. Me, of course I got one. I got all that shit. Well, I got one upstairs, but I need it upstairs. No, I'll bring. Okay, fine. I'll bring the cameras in the hub, and then you figure out how a video thing works. Okay. You know, just I just want everybody to know and be warned that this 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 basement looks like it came out of a saw movie. So we're not killers. Well, at least I'm not. I can vouch for me. <laughs> I'll paint this week. Don't promise me things. I'm not promising. See, no, it doesn't matter. You can paint live for all I care. I mean, it can be a growth project. It doesn't matter to me. You, I just, well, just want to warn people. You are a growth. I don't want anybody to tune in and say, oh, shit, somebody's going to die down there. You are a growth. You know? <laughs> it's like, what are their subjects this week? Hitchhikers and how to find them. No. <laughs> how to properly dispose of a body. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen Jimmy Hoffa? Yeah, so... Just, just as a fair warning. Okay, you know, I'm just as a fair warning to anybody. I just wanna, you know, we can, 
It's a work in progress. And God, get a heater. <laughs> I am still cold. You're a bitch. <laughs> you are soft. You are soft. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I, I It was a good day at work today, so I'm really hyped up. <laughs> I can tell. You Too much sugar cereal. Too much sugar cereal. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. I've been eating all that candy from the other countries. <laughs> oh, who knows what's in the Venezuela stuff? Venezuela? Yeah, there was nothing with Venezuela. I just made a country up. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Anything from Colombia, I call dibs. Okay. We'll see what comes in next month. All right. So that's our take on grunge and wherever else our freaking scatterbrains take us. Until next week, I'm Eric. And I'm Bill. See you later. <laughs>